Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. 11 shot attempts, 11 shot attempts, 11 shot attempts. Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are getting to all of the discussion around the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors last night. And if I sound a little bit off this morning, it's frankly because Anthony Davis was a little bit off last night and it was maddening to watch. I am not rooting for the Lakers in any way, shape, or form in this series. I can't get enough of making life more difficult for Chris Canty. So we get to that right now as we get rolling. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. Wiggins pushes from right to left, finds Thompson in transition, shot fake into an open three, and it's good! Clay Thompson now has 25 points, game's high score, he is an unconscionable 7 of 9 from 3, and Golden State is running away with it here in the third. Mike Cousins with a fantastic call last night on ESPN Radio as the ultimately easily predictable happened with the Golden State Warriors bouncing back and blowing the doors off the Lakers in Game 2, which to me is maddening. It's maddening. I want to make life difficult on Chris Canty. I do. It's better for the show. And ultimately, that's all I care about, is making the show more entertaining. And Canty, as a Laker fan, has to be ripping his hair out after what we saw last night. Anthony Davis with 11 shot attempts. I don't care that the numbers were so far down in terms of the production and 11 points. But 11 shot attempts is just maddeningly bad. And I'm not the only one who feels that way. Listen to Jay Will this morning from Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. AD ceiling is sometimes to me higher than Joel Embiid or Jokic. But his floor... The fluctuation of the extremes to me, one day I'm like, you're a superstar. The next day I'm like, you're JaVale McGee. How the hell is that possible? How do we talk about what is that fluctuation gap between any other superstar in the NBA? I don't think there is one. And JaVale McGee out here catching some strays, but that's that's okay because that's not what Anthony Davis is supposed to be. When you see him go for 30 and 23 in game one and his performance Game to game is so up and down as it is, I, I can't get over how they have not figured out or how he has not uh, figured out how much more consistent he needs to be for the Lakers to win this series. Anthony Davis is the way that the Lakers win this series. And when you play like you did last night, when there is a lack of urgency from the Lakers like there was from the second quarter on last night, think about this. The second and third quarters in this game, the Lakers were outscored 84 to 47. How? How do you do that after what happened in game one? After they went and won the game in game one the way they did on the road? Well, I'll tell you how. You didn't play with any level of urgency and you didn't put. Any, enough importance on the Game 2 performance, and that is led by Anthony Davis. Listen to Darvin Ham about 
What happened with the Lakers in game two? The biggest thing I told them before was to fight that sensation of contentment, complacency. I don't know if it was that, but, you know, they, you could tell they came out just ready to try to secure a game. Again, not go back to our place down 0-2. I thought our guys were ready to compete. You know, we just we didn't have enough back-to-back-to-back-to-back, three stops in a row, three wholesome possessions offensively in a row. You know, it's a, we got fragmented a little bit. Best believe, we'll go back and do our preparation process, be ready to go game three. And they came out and played well in, in the first quarter, but after that they were just, they were gone. And they were more than happy to get their one in Golden State and go home. And this this is a mentality I will never understand. It's led by Anthony Davis. If you are going to be the level of player that people want to treat you like after performances like the other night, it has to come in back-to-back-to-back games. It has to be a reliable performance. And listen, it's not as if he disappears in the other aspects of his game. He still shows up defensively. He still shows up from a rebounding perspective. But when it comes to scoring, let's call it what it was, Anthony Davis disappeared last night. And that felt like, okay, we're we're good. We'll get him next game. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it when teams treat a game two like that after they get game one on the road. And it happens a lot more than you realize. It is now 17 consecutive times, 17 consecutive series, where a team that steals one on the road has lost game two to the home team. 17 in a row. There are so many opportunities there to put the foot on the throat of the opponent, especially when you are playing the defending champions. Anthony Davis was a no-show last night. We could talk about Draymond playing better. We could talk about the Warriors doing a much better job of not allowing him to get the ball in the paint. You were unstoppable two nights ago, dude. Unstoppable. Nobody has any answer for Anthony Davis offensively. Adjustments, that's fine. Joe Mazzulla would tell you it's all about adjustments. It's not. It's last night about him not performing at a level that he needs to perform, and most especially, frankly, not demanding the ball, not taking over the game offensively, not doing those things in a second and third quarter when the game is getting away from you. Even in the second quarter, the half, early third, you can come back and win that game. You can come back and win that game. Are they down 11 at the half? It's nothing. You blink, and it can be a tie game. We've seen that so many times in this series in particular already. I mean, for Pete's sake, they were up 14 the other day. Uh, late, and what do you know? Golden State goes on a 14-0 run. Lakers are just as capable of doing something like that. And yet, not demanding the ball and has 11 shots on the night. It's honestly unconscionable to me. And let's be clear. This is an Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson series. This is about the number 1A players or the number two players in this series. When Clay goes out and does that, which also was exceptionally predictable for him to go and shoot the lights out in a game two at home where the Warriors had to have it. I mean, Clay is a little bit like a role player in that regard because you can you can count on him to play that well at home for the most part. You know, the Warriors have won three of the last four series 
in the playoffs when they've dropped game one, including both of the last two. Happened last year in the finals. Happened in the first round against the Kings. And you're not going to put your foot on their throat? This is a series that I always thought was going to go long anyway. I always thought the Warriors were going to win last night. But I was thoroughly annoyed when this becomes about the secondary players. We know that Steph and LeBron, for the most part, are going to be great. We know this. Even if LeBron has an off-shooting night, he's going to affect the game in so many different ways. And AD can be the same. This is, this is the problem. As much as it's about LeBron and Steph, AD is the one on the Lakers right now. And he needs to be the reason that they win games and the, and the biggest reason that they move forward and actually challenge for a championship because it's, it's all there to do it, but it has to be AD. They have no answer for him. Nobody really truly has an answer for Anthony Davis. You're talking about JaVale McGee in the same sentence like J. Will was this morning? Was he wrong? He was not. And as far as Clay is concerned, think about this number for a second. Not that this is going to happen continually, okay? When Clay scores 30 or more in the season in the playoffs, in the regular season in the playoffs, the Warriors are 76 and 15. 76 and 15. So, yes, it's going to be about a secondary player for the Warriors with Clay. It's going to be about a few other things. Draymond did a nice job last night. This series ultimately is determined by Anthony Davis and his level of consistency, which was non existent last night. Show up. Show up on the offensive end. I give him credit. It's not like every other aspect of his game disappears, but you are the guy. And it has to be there night after night. And the ability to put a team away on a night like last night, like you have to treat that with an urgency even larger than game one. You cannot treat it like, oh, we did our job. Let's get on the plane. Let's get back to L.A. That's how you lose series. That's how you lose series against teams like Golden State. You can do that against lesser teams. Can't do that here. AD, show up. Show up. Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. All right, now I'm a little bit better situated. (sighs) God, it's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We are just getting started. I want to know from you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, what player this postseason is going to have their legacy most impacted by winning a championship? I mean, if you're me, wouldn't you normally say AD when you have been saying uh, for the last couple of years, that it, you know the Lakers got a nice little summer camp championship a few years ago? Your little AAU title in the bubble? Uh, you would think so. No. No, it's somebody else. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Up next, though, one-star NFL player in New York gets absolutely paid, but not the one 
that you would think. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, follower on Twitter at uh, ByKimberlyA. First of all, I asked this to Diana Rossini yesterday. I will ask you the same question. Your reaction upon finding out that Sauce Gardner had no idea who Jessica Alba was. <laughs> I love Sauce. He's, he's just walking comedy. Um, I was shocked, but again, that just speaks to our age, unfortunately. Because um, yeah. yeah. even I did NFL Live yesterday, and I was asking guys on set, have you heard of Jessica Alba? Have you? And one 22-year-old <laughs> was like, I've never heard of her. And I said, Damn, are are we just getting older? This is the moment when I realized I was old because um, I haven't even seen Honey. I haven't even seen Honey, but I know exactly who Jessica Alba is. And every guy that I probably was interested in in my teens and 20s knew knows who Jessica Alba was. <laughs> yeah, that's the conclusion I came to yesterday afternoon is it's, it's much more about us than it is about Sauce or oh, anybody yeah, else. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Dexter Lawrence gets his contract yesterday with the Giants. Joe Shane uh, was on Good Morning Football. He was talking positively today about Saquon Barkley. Uh, What is your read on how the rest of this is going to play out with Saquon now that Lawrence's deal is done? I mean, I I think Saquon, to me, if you ask me, who was most instrumental in that Giants run last year into the playoffs, and I covered a lot of Giants games last year, the answer is Saquon Barkley. So I would love to see Saquon get a deal done. Um, But from the business standpoint, as much as it's a priority, like the Giants do have to sign their draft picks. Um, The Giants did offer Saquon uh, a deal last year during, during the season, which he declined. So and and he doesn't he's unhappy he doesn't want to sign the tag which is understandable but at some point something's got to give right and 
I think for Saquon, it's it's. I think in this offense with this team, I think he's the most dynamic. I think this team should want to keep him. But even asking other teams about their interest in Saquon, you didn't get the feeling like he was a high priority, and that has to do with the unfortunately that has to do with the position as well. So. I'm hoping something gets done. Joe Shane and Brian Dable, they love Saquon. They've made it clear um, that, that trying to get him back in, uh, on, the, on the roster uh, for 2023 was a priority. But, you know, I, I do think Saquon also has to budge a little bit now because you, you go, I don't want to say to the bottom of the list of priorities, not at all, but there are other considerations like the Dexter move. There is ability for them to create some cap space and have some cap flexibility. So hopefully something gets done, but by no means is, is, um, is it definite. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter with us. And here's what's bizarre about it. Last week in the draft, we had two running backs go in the top 12 and Austin Eckler, we haven't even talked about in months, yeah. and and he mm-hmm. demanded a trade. So I think what we're seeing, and tell me if I'm wrong here, teams are willing to spend the draft pick if it means we're good with getting five years and that's it from a running back. Well, I think that's what the last few years have shown, that now, like, that's why I wanted, like, the Cowboys, do whatever you can to move up to get Bijan. Like, I, like mm-hmm. I'm all about getting running, drafting running backs high. I don't even care. Um, about, you know, oh, the position that's too high, because you find that, as I think the, the league has sort of shown us, that they're their most productive and their cheapest when coming out of school, right? Um, and even somebody like Ezekiel Elliott, I'm fascinated what happens with him, um, because between Saquon, Zeke, like there are talented guys that that are out there that are still that that want to be in the fold and wanted and wanted to be with their team like Zeke wanted to stay in Dallas but Dallas had other plans and and I think um, this draft this draft especially puts the cherry on top as far as how the league views running backs and and what they think your value is compared to what you might think your value is. You've been as plugged in on Lamar as anybody throughout this entire off-season, Kimberly, what was your biggest takeaway from his press conference yesterday? Okay, love it. I'm glad it's wrapped up. He needs to be in Baltimore. But when Lamar is saying, oh, yeah, uh, I always knew this would happen. Um, I didn't want to go anywhere else. I was standing behind John Harbaugh in Phoenix at the owners' meetings when we were like, hey, John, did you just see that Lamar tweeted that he wants to be traded? <laughs> like, did you, did, what thoughts? It's like, if it, it, I love it when a deal comes together because now the slate is wiped clean and everything we said over the last few weeks that gets thrown out. But I can tell you, people in that building, there were days they weren't sure this would get done. Um, A lot of sleepless nights, a lot of stress uh, for good reason. Because unlike, this is where I fault Baltimore. Because when you see a Buffalo, when you see a Kansas City, when you see teams that have franchise guys, they don't, they don't drag this out. They take care of them before it becomes an issue. And that's how Baltimore should have treated Lamar um, two years ago. I also think if Lamar had an agent a few years ago, 2020, 2019, you know, like, they would have been back at the table. They would have, an agent would have said, hey, we're coming to you. We want an extension now. Um, so in the process, I'm glad both sides got what they wanted. Lamar stays in Baltimore. Um, and hopefully with the revamped offense, hopefully, you know, Lamar being in Baltimore five more years, that's the reality that it's fact, and because that's where he needs to be.
Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Okay, so with this being done now, who is more set up for success, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar? I mean, it's hard because it feels like apples and oranges almost because Mm -hmm. I personally think the Jets should have, once everybody realized Lamar was available, I think the Jets should have pivoted because at least to Lamar, only because you know you've got a longer window. This is a kid in his prime, not a guy who's on his way out. That said, when you ask me, like, when people ask me which team set themselves up better, I don't see how you can't say the Jets, like, literally overnight. What, like, I, the Jets with Aaron Rodgers are a completely different team, and the expectation isn't just like, oh, I hope we win the AFC East or we get to compete with Buffalo. It's like, okay, now we want to try to get a Super Bowl. Whether you believe they will or not, that's the standard. Um, I think for 2023, I think, I think Lamar is set up better because this is the best receiving core, the best passing options he has. Ted Munkin, obviously, they're not going to be ground and pound. They're not going to. They're not going to run for. They're not going to be super run heavy. We're going to shift away from that a little bit. Um, I like the Ravens for the next few years. I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl this year, but I like that Ravens team. I just think the immediate future with the Jets um, and Aaron Rodgers. I think this is this is their one shot at glory, and I'm excited to see if they're able to pull it off. Okay, last one, and it's going to. It might be a little bit of an unfair question, but here goes. Of course, you always ask unfair questions, Harlan. Come on. Well, this is the point. It's what I do. I'd rather have other people answer things than me actually have to do the work. So here goes. Which NFL team, Kimberly, this offseason with the draft and with free agency mostly behind us has Mm -hmm. improved themselves the most this year, this offseason, going into You know what? I'll, I'll I'll say the Jets. Because yeah. because they, overnight, over, they're overnight yeah. celebrities. Jessica Alba, we're talking like <laughs> she's tweeting at Aaron Rodgers and Spot. Like, what are we doing? Is this real life? <laughs> um, yeah, they, the Jets had, could have made the playoffs with Mike White last year if he hadn't gotten hurt. You add Aaron Rodgers, it's like a Brady effect. Like they're in awe of their new quarterback. The standards have risen considerably. Now it's up to these players to to meet those standards. Okay, and this is the the other uh, part B of the question. It's almost going to be like one of the uh, required James Lipton questions over the next year. Oh, my God. Who, now who is going to be yourself, more insufferable okay. over the next year, Greeny or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, man, no, Greeny for sure. Because Aaron Rodgers, he's now, for whatever reason, he's likable. He's likable again. Oh, let's not know. get nuts it's, it's here, Kimberly. Great. Come on. Greeny, let's uh, settle no, down I, with likable. No, I, I did my fair share of killing Aaron I, just because uh, I was sick of the saga, but he's he's feeling himself. He's in a good space. Greeny, though, I got to sit on set with this man, the highs and lows of every Jets game. It's going to be ratcheted up a notch. I just We're just going to rename it Get Up, you know, Jet Series. Like, it's just like every Yeah, it's not Get Up anymore. It's, it's Jet be, Up. <laughs> Yeah, it's Jetta, for sure, for sure. Um, so Mike Greenberg, has now he will now be the most um, insufferable human on the planet. So, sorry, Green. Well, I'm glad somebody else has taken the mantle. Thank you, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> Great talking to you. Thanks. Thank you.
Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. It's Carlin in Fort Greene on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The best teams start with great talent, but finding the right people can be a challenge. It's like sports scouts researching top athletes across the country to find potential picks for pro teams. When it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 job sites, and ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let's take you behind the scenes for a moment. Beginning of the show today, I... I may have sounded a little disjointed for a second, and I tried to play it off as if it was Anthony Davis's fault. It was not. It was my fault. Because somehow, roughly 90 seconds before the show started, I couldn't hear anything. And I, I don't know what was going on. And so I didn't even realize I couldn't hear anything. Like, I'm off in my own world. Uh, what am I going to say about this? Is still formulating my brilliant thoughts on the matters at hand, like Anthony Davis. And then I get a text from Cam. Do you hear anything? Actually, no, I don't. It's like 10.02, 10.01. And I'm like, what, what is going on? We had problems yesterday, and then Cam, you know, I, I put my hand behind my head. And my thing is unplugged, and I can't hear anything. So once again, my large head, size 8 cabeza, has gotten in the way and unplugged my earpiece, Cam. It was... Yeah, Canty always calls you out for fat-handing things. This time yeah. you just fat-headed something. Yeah. No, it wasn't good. <laughs> let's, and Let's take a listen to what the top of the show yes, sounded let's, like. Yes, let's listen to what the top of the show sounded like. Now, oh, Cam, hang on. <laughs> That, that was yeah. That's that's the audio from you there. That was was that on the air? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was talk, I thought I thought Cam was texting you just to say go because we didn't at that point we didn't know that it was an IFB issue. We thought you just were not ever going to be here. So I thought he was texting you to say just go. So I had you up ready to go, and then all of a sudden you just say this. Now, Cam, hang on. Uh, and then all of a sudden you say that, so I bring you down, and then we see you messing with your stuff. The music's just playing. Beyonce is going. Yeah, so no, I mean, that was it would have been funnier if that was over Beyonce. Was yeah. it over Beyonce? Oh, yeah, that was, that was yeah. just the opens playing. Beyonce yeah. was Oh, rocking. okay. See, yeah. they, let's get that version of it. Yeah, I got to go back, go back, go back and get that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cam, hang on. Wait. Was that your impression of Beyonce's crazy in love? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I actually was doing the double fist to the chest kind of dance as well. Oh, my God. I tell you what. Pretty sight. There are just times, I don't know what it is. I cannot get out of my own way. And normally I would just blame it on the largesse that is my physical being. But I can't even blame it on that all the time. It's just raw stupidity. You've been talking about this for a couple weeks now, didn't you? Got like I don't think it was your fault, but you like got rear-ended a couple weeks ago. Something about like you burned something in the kitchen a couple weeks later. So yeah. you're kind of in a funk right now. I, I am in a funk. Yeah, I mean, it's cr- I'm, the funk, yeah. I, I, it clearly a funk. The funk Bubba. is back. I, <laughs> the funk is back. I I don't know what it is. I I had a car accident in the city. Where somebody, where a, a rental truck rammed into the back of my car 
and the guy got out of the truck and actually said, I'm sorry, dude, I kind of dozed off. (laughs) (laughs) I think that guy is in a funk more than you, Carla. (laughs) Like, I had the same kind of accident in college, and I I learned the hard way here. In college, I got... uh, I got hit in, in my first car, which I loved, which was a, a Chrysler LeBaron Turbo. I just It was my brother's car. He gave it to me. And I, I got hit, and he slammed into the front of this thing. And this guy gets out of the car, and he's a college student as well. And it was like Cheech and Chong's with the amount of smoke that was coming out of the car. Like, he was so high, it wasn't even funny. And I, like, felt bad for the guy in the moment. Ah, I'm not going to call the cops. And what happens? I get burned. Next day, we go down to the police station. Next day, instead of just calling the cops in the moment, and I, he's like, I don't know what happened. He hit me. I, like, totally screwed me over. Was he still high? The next day, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he absolutely was clear-headed enough to uh, screw me in that situation. So I have this accident a few weeks ago. Then I get the rental car. I get an accident in the rental car. Oh, my God. I got sideswiped in a rental car, and the company, the insurance company comes back and says, yeah, this is your fault, after the cop said, no, nobody's fault. My insurance is going to go up. Then I burned my hand a few weeks ago, and I'm trying to make dinner. I scorch it. I'm running it under cold water for 15 minutes. I, I really, I am in a funk. And then, I am absolutely in a funk. To top it. Next thing oh, you know. Damn, hang on. <laughs> we got to get the version of it over Beyonce. We'll work on that. <laughs> it is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It is a very interesting question as to who is more set up for success in the AFC, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. I have to tell you, like, it may not be Aaron Rodgers. It may not be. In just moments, though, will the winner of Game 3 of the Warriors-Lakers win the series? Eh, not definitely. We'll explain in just moments. And your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the team, or rather the player, in this postseason that will have their legacy most affected by a championship. Carlin Infragritti, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Now, oh, Cam, hang on. Greeny, the podcast. Thompson with a three. That is good. Top of the key. Play Thompson. A game high 28. He is 8 of 11 from deep. Came out. Offense is flowing. Turnovers are low. Hitting open, man. We keep it simple. The floodgates can open. That's what happened last night. Warriors win. Tie up the series at one game apiece. Game three coming up and... 73% of teams that win Game 3 in a series that is tied 1-1 go on to win the series. Not the case in this series. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on on the ESPN app. By the way, Game 3 is on uh, ABC and ESPN Radio tomorrow evening, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, I have to tell you, I'm completely blown away by the betting in this series in particular. Caesar Sportsbook, prior to the series starting, had the Warriors at minus 155. After game one, when the Lakers win, the Warriors were plus 140. So a major shift there. Now, after they win game two, 
They're back to favorites at minus 125. That's all over the map. I, listen, I get it. You saw such a dramatic uh, performance by Anthony Davis in game one that made you think that the Lakers were all of a sudden going to be heavy favorites. They went to minus 165 as favorites after game one. And then you see Anthony Davis in game two not do nearly as much, whether it's about the Warriors adjusting or it's about AD with only 11 shot attempts, just not getting the ball enough, not being aggressive enough in what he was doing. And all of a sudden we're back to Golden State being favorites. I do think there is a fair concern that exists when it comes to AD and LeBron's minutes in this series. I think that's more than fair. Here's Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider and a host of the Hoop Collective podcast. I don't think either. it's just about the actual number of minutes. It's not just like, oh, LeBron's over 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the That's way that they have elected to play. In game one, they elected to absolutely play a high tempo. And Steve Kerr was like, oh, well, in the fourth quarter of that game, we were actually fresher than them. And so we're going to dial it up. So we're going to go smaller and faster. And so it's not just how much out they're out there. It's the style of the way they're out there. And so my question is... Now that they know that they're going to probably play small, now that they know that Draymond Green is probably going to be the primary defender on AD, do do the Lakers now respond by turning the dial backwards and say, okay, now we're going to use our size advantage and we're going to get into the interior and make you guys have to dig and work in there. That's the back and forth and the ebb and flow, and I think that's what we're going to be paying attention to. It's the speed of the game more important than how how much minutes they're actually out there. Yeah, I think that's very true, but it is a break that LeBron is only out there for 28 minutes last night and AD for 33. Granted, they got their doors blown off, so they shouldn't be out there for any more than that. But it it does help, too. Uh, This is something I always think about with pitchers, because you learned this a long time ago. There is a different level of stress that can happen when we talk about pitch counts. Pitchers talk about this all the time. The numbers don't always tell the story, and I think it's the same case in minutes, which is what Wendy is talking about right there. There can be an incredibly stressful 33 minutes on you, and there could be an easy 43 minutes on you. Same thing with pitch counts. You can have a very easy go on 105 pitches on a particular day. Another day, you are really struggling to get through 65. The stress level can absolutely be different. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Brian in Missouri is on ESPN Radio. Brian, what do you got, bud? Hey, Chris. Um, calling to maybe have a conversation about how you guys like to focus on the macro, the question who's going to benefit the most, whose legacy is going to be mm-hmm. the most positively affected, only after talking about or analyzing the game for like 20 seconds. My question to you is, are you happy with your 20-second take about how AD had a bad game without acknowledging that Draymond Green was in his shorts, was sucking his life force, and was picking his pocket? Like, do I you Draymond was the much better, picture but, questions? Yeah, I said Draymond was much better defensively, but this was – more about AD, and it wasn't a 20-second take. I talked about it for the first seven or eight minutes of the show about AD not playing well in the game. So if you're upset that I didn't give Draymond enough credit, uh, I'm actually okay with that. Draymond's a great player defensively. So by all means, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but 
If you wanted to talk about the macro or you wanted to talk about this, just call up and talk about that. Okay, Draymond, you don't think got enough credit. Mm, I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. Brian in Illinois next on ESPN Radio. Brian, what do you got? You did spend seven to eight minutes on that. That kind of confused me. So, hey, Brian from Illinois will counter Brian from Missouri. Anthony <laughs> What's going Davis, on with that is him personified. That's him personified last night. That It's fair weather, Davis. When your body fails you as much as his does, when you're healthy, you have to show up. So I think it's time for LeBron to pull him aside and go, hey, man, we got to ditch the unibrow. It's not cute anymore. Let's get serious. I need you to show up for game three. I think if it was the unibrow, it would have been gone a long time ago. My thing with AD is this is not the case all the time. It's I don't think he's fair weather all the time. And it's hard to say that when you're talking about somebody that averages 26 and 13 a game for his season. That that doesn't add up. It doesn't go 40-10. Where we've seen it has been over the last five days for sure. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.